Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Everything is Black and White podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live, bringing you the latest insight on everything to do with Newcastle United. You can find us on iTunes, Acast, Spotify or most podcast providers. Hello and welcome to Everything is Black and White Podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove and today joined by John Gibson. Um, we usually do a Gibbo's Corner and another one of those episodes will be coming later this month. But for now we're going to focus on um, the current day situation at Newcastle United. And obviously Gibbo still writes his weekly column in the Cron um, two or three times a week. And they always go down very well with the punters. So we thought, why not get Gibbo's uh, take on the current situation right here on the podcast? John, thank you very much for coming in. Delighted, delighted. Your take then, I mean, let's just sum it up. Steve Bruce in. Um, we'll start with the appointment of Steve Bruce before we get on to Rafa going and the transfer market and what have you. But yeah, your take on Steve Bruce as Newcastle United head coach. Well, uh, the first thing that strikes me of the whole business, Andrew, is that we've had two mid-table finishes under Rafa back-to-back. And here we are, instead of building on that and looking to make the lower top half of the table and maybe he's an outside chance, certainly within a couple of years of getting into Europe, we're back talking about fighting relegation. And our height of ambition, fans looking at the situation is... Can we stay up? Um, now, that is tragic for a club of Newcastle United size with 50,000 fans that are willing to go every week and went in the championship every week. For us to be talking about survival as almost the height of our ambition is so sad it's untrue and we're back to that situation. That's the way fans look at it. Uh, doesn't matter what way the club might want to put a, a, a slant on it and of course Steve would naturally want to put a, an optimistic chant on it, slant on the whole thing. Um, first things first, in the eyes of the public, Rafa leaving Newcastle because his contract had been allowed to run down and the terms of renewal weren't good enough in, in as much as the leverage he would have in the transfer market, um, Whoever was going to follow, it immediately sent a message to the fans once Rafa was allowed to leave that Newcastle weren't ambitious because if they had been ambitious, they would have kept Rafa Benitez. So whoever's going to come in after that is going to have one heck of a job on his hands. Uh, Perhaps Steve, more so than anybody, for a succession of reasons that includes... Yes, he managed Sunderland and that didn't help, but I don't think it's the biggest thing against him. His Premier League record is repeatedly thrown up by um, fans as not being good enough. Uh, The background of turning down Newcastle in the past, etc., etc. There's a feeling within the fans that Steve Bruce has become as head coach and not as manager. What does that tell you? It tells you that uh, um, he's grateful to be here. It tells you that he accepts the wage structure for himself 
uh, and he accepts the transfer business, which is in the main, the transfer guys will be put in front of him and he will sign them off if you like. But there's no way, for example, that Steve could have had a huge input for Joe Linton because... Uh, Newcastle have been trying to sign him for nine months. Uh, Rafa wouldn't have him. Rafa's gone. Joe Linton's arrived. And, of course, Steve Bruce wants a centre-forward. He, he hasn't got Perez. He hasn't got Rondon. He hasn't got Jocelyn for that many thanks. So he needs some. He needs a centre-forward, and this guy might be the answer for him. But the whole... The worry I've got for Newcastle United is... The fans. The fans will not have Ashley, and that is totally understandable because they've had 12 years of an owner who has given us two relegations and no silverware, whose height of ambition is has appeared to be, let's stay in the Premier League, twice failing to do that, but that's been the height of their ambition for Newcastle United, which is horrendous ambition when we've seen clubs like Wolves and Bournemouth in Watford leapfrog above us in terms of um, potential, in terms of what they're aiming to do. Now, if Newcastle aren't a bigger club in theory and in history than Bournemouth in Watford in Wolves, then what are we? I just can't understand that at all. But they appear to have more ambition than we have. And that is very difficult for Geordies to take. And my belief is that if um, Mike Ashley brings in a manager, whoever it is, and the fans are against that manager, Newcastle United are in an in a horrendous situation. And Newcastle fans don't believe in Steve Bruce. And for me, that means he's going to have a heck of a job winning those fans over. And if anybody that followed Rafa was going to have a difficult job, but if you follow him with so many fans dismissing you immediately, it reminds you of Joe Kinnear, of Alan Pardew, of Steve McLaren, who never had a chance in Newcastle United. Alan Pardew took Newcastle fifth top of the Premier League and was voted Manager of the Year above all the big names that season, and he still wasn't accepted by Newcastle fans. Would you argue there, though, the issue with Alan Pardew, and we're going to get a bit sidetracked here, that was mm. more a case of that... Um, his ego kind of ran wild after that. And Bruce, for all his, um, all, all his, I don't want to say failures, but all his no. negative parts, mm. has never really had a massive ego. Would that be fair? And I think, is that the difference there? Would you, would you disagree? Um, no, I, I, I wouldn't uh, disagree with you summing up with Steve there. Um, uh, maybe Alan's ego went, but you would expect a person that finished fifth top to have an ego. You also expect the fella they finished fifth top to, to have won over the fans. But if you're the type of manager Alan Pardew was, then you don't win over the fans. And what I'm say, I'm trying to put into perspective how difficult it's going to be for Steve to win over the fans if a fifth top finish and manager of the year didn't change the perception of the public towards you, then it is a massive task. And let me say right away that I would want Steve Bruce to be 
successful. I want Joe Linton to be successful. Why? Because this is my club and I want my club, despite the owner, not because of the owner, I want this club to be successful. Um, that's success to be better than just merely existing in the Premier League. Um, I want them to be successful, but it is going to be very difficult for them to be successful. And I think Newcastle have got to look at that. I'm staggered that Steve took the job. I know he's a Geordie. I know he loves the club. I've known the man for years. He's a big, warm guy. No question about that. But this job was wrong for him. Alan Shearer tried to tell him that. He has put his personal situation on the line by taking this job when he was at Sheffield Wednesday, loved by those fans and had a good chance of taking them up. Not loved by those fans now, but loved by those fans at the time. And, and it was either an act of huge stupidity or an act of huge bravery to bail out of Sheffield Wednesday, bearing in mind that... Um, not for the first time that, that that situation has risen, and come to a club like Newcastle where there's an awful lot to lose and a one chance of a shoot at the stars to land a man on the moon and make it big time. And I just fear that it's a bit like King Canute trying to turn back the waters. And it is going to take some doing. The fans are now saying enough's enough and they're blind to anything bar trying to change the whole setup at Newcastle United. And that's not really about the manager. The, the, the situation at Newcastle United is about the owner. There's absolutely no question about that. This is the guy that give us Joe Kinnear, give us Alan Pardew, give us John Carver, give us Steve McLaren. It's the guy that actually jocked off two of the greatest legends this club's ever had in Shearer and Keegan, treat them with disrespect. And the two managers who have been very successful for Mike Ashley, Chris Hutton and Rafa Benitez, he got rid of. Um, so this is a guy with not a good track record when it comes to managers and now the fans are suspicious of any manager Ashley brings in and it's not the manager that they want rid of if, if Steve Bruce left tomorrow. It wouldn't change the overall perception of the club with the fans. They want Mike Ashley to decide enough's enough. Of course, we'll get on to Mike Ashley because I know it's something you really do want to talk about. Um but the other thing that's quite interesting is that we've said it on quite a few podcasts, and I think the fans and the pubs say it all the time, is that the only people to ever get Newcastle United are those with a connection to the club. You go back to Joe Harvey, Seymour, <coughs> Sir Bobby, Keegan, people who got the club and then Rafa came in, kind of brought them all a little bit, but it was about the passion, you understood what the club, what the club meant to the people. Now, we've got someone here, a uh, boy Newcastle United fan says it's his dream job born Corbridge you know tried to get signed up for Newcastle as a kid didn't work out and that hasn't washed no is that down to the situation that he's coming and he's replaced off of Benitez people see him as a yes man for Mike Ashley which of course Bruce denies he absolutely yep 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 or is it the Sunderland link or is it all a bit of both? All, all I, th of I think it's a bit of all, uh, perhaps less so the Sunderland link. I think there's a situation where they feel uh, Steve Bruce had two chances of, follow of 
managing Newcastle before this and didn't take either uh, didn't take either opportunity and I think it's it's an advantage in terms of you've got some link to Newcastle United I mean Harvey was a Yorkshireman but he was an adopted Geordie he knew what the club was like he played for them Keegan uh, is not a Geordie uh, although he had a granddad that was um, but he understood the club um, so you don't have to be Geordie born, I think, and Rafa had absolutely no connection with uh, the North East whatsoever. But he'd been brought up in English football with Liverpool and he therefore knew exactly what sort of passion there was amongst the fans. I think you've just got to be a good manager. Um, I don't think that you get a particular... Uh, tick in the box because you're a Geordie at a Geordie club or that you used to play for Newcastle United. Uh, Bobby Robson was a fan, but if Bobby Robson hadn't managed Newcastle well, they would have said he was far too old and wanted him out, but he was a good, good manager and, and he was capable of doing it well. No, the bottom line is knowing your job and doing your job well. Now, you we couldn't have a person that knew the job more than Rafa Benitez and we couldn't have a person that did the job better than Rafa Benitez under the restrictions placed upon him. And that is the difficulty for the next manager that comes along, that is going to be viewed cynically by the Newcastle United fans. And quite frankly, uh, you can't blame Newcastle United fans for being sick to their back teeth at what they've had to put up with for the young fans, which is almost like an adult lifetime if you look at 12 years, etc., uh, of ambition. I mean, the, in the only way I can see Steve Bruce getting out of this is that he said at the press conference this week that he wants to have a go at the two cups. Um, now, and that Ashley agrees with that. Now, Ashley's agreed to take the, to have a go at the two cups three or four years ago, and it didn't make the slightest bit of difference in either team selection, putting out weak sides or results going out in the third round or fourth round every time. Um, but the only chance Steve Bruce has got is that if he goes to Wembley and wins Newcastle, the first domestic trophy since 1955, that would make a difference. By the way, he said, and he said, which is a good point, if Hull can get to, the, to Wembley and stay up, uh, then surely Newcastle can. Big difference, Steve. Hull got to Wembley and blew a two-goal lead against Arsenal and didn't win the cup. We've been to Wembley several times, 99, 90, 76, 74, and haven't won. You've got to go, mate, and win. Do that... And you've got a chance. Do you think, because the Cups is an interesting point, with Rafa, um, it, it felt like a kind of a, a bit of a political game, a bit of a, a pride thing that he wasn't going to go out there and, and, and say win the FA Cup on a Saturday but face the Premier League side on the Tuesday and get beat off the Premier League side because what was more important, getting the points in the Premier League. Um, so he you know, maybe played a weaker side. Whereas Bruce... Mm. Bruce, I don't know, it seems like it's going to be a bit different and he's not going to have that. I don't know, I don't want to say the word pride because I don't think it is. It's, I don't know what, what it is, but I think he's going to be willing to say, right, play a strong team in that FA Cup and, what, and, and, and maybe we will sacrifice you know, a fully fit side for the, for the next Premier League game. And I suppose it's going to be interesting to see the fans' reaction because on one hand, they're going to say, right, okay, the complaint has been we've never given it a go. 
Benitez made it clear that he never really felt he had the players to do so. Mm. I don't think Bruce is going to come out with the same excuses. Bruce is going to say, look, I've given it a go. It is what it is. Well, Steve Bruce needs the FA Cup and the League Cup. I think there's no question about that because... Um, and I think he's shrewd enough to, to have seen that. The only way you're going to win the, the fans over is to win that. Um, because we aren't going to win anything else, never mind my lifetime, because I'm sitting here one foot in the grave, the young kid's lifetime. If we don't win the FA Cup or the League Cup in the lifetime of current Newcastle fans, we're not going to win anything because we're not going to win the Premier League title, we're not going to win the Champions League and we're going to have a, a heck of a job to win the Euro, Europa League we're going to have a heck of a job to qualify for the Europa League, so we've got so they've taken away all hope by not having to go in these two cups, we've got to have a go in these two cups and um, I'll see the proof in the pudding when we, when we get to uh, whatever it is in the League Cup and January in the FA Cup and see what sides are put out. Have you got the bottle to put your strong side out with Newcastle's current situation in the league, whatever that is? But when you went back to the to Joe Harvey in the 70s, our successful manager, we played uh, the same sides in the FA Cup, the League Cup and the league um, under Joe Harvey every single season and never got relegated or never looked like getting relegated. And we played the Texaco Cup final just before the FA Cup final of 74. And the only, there was only one player difference, the team that won the Texaco Cup to the team that went out at Wembley in the FA Cup. Joe Harvey put out his best side in every competition Newcastle played. Um, and it was harder to play in those days because the grounds were like paddy fields, the studs were this long, and you were allowed to tackle above the knee. Um, and the ball was as heavy as it's physically possible to be. So it was a much more physically tough time back in the in the seventies than it is playing today on beautiful pitches with a pitches with a lighter ball, etc. etc. Um so we've got to have a go in the cups. Um but we've got to win them. Not to have a go in them. We've got to win. and fans will remain cynical until we get to about the fifth or the sixth round. And they've got everywhere fans are cynical for a reason. Are the clubs shocked that the fans are cynical? Well, if they are, they ought not to be, because believe you me, they've been kept in a darkened room without a light on for so long that they have had enough and they're now collectively shouting, enough's enough. And until Newcastle United are under a different ownership and we're told Mike Ashley wishes them to be under a different ownership, if we believe what he says, because he says he's trying to sell the club. Fans are even cynical about that because he's attempted to sell the club so often and it hasn't happened. Is he asking too much if he really wants to get rid of it, etc., etc.? Uh, but until the day comes that Newcastle wake up with a new owner, fans will be cynical. And it doesn't matter to a great extent who manages Newcastle United. They will remain cynical until they've got a new leader right at the very top. And if Ashley is truthful about wanting out, I know he doesn't want to take another hit. He's had a hit with Debenhams. He's, he's, he's had a few hits, that he, financial hits that he's taken. But he's got to get out. 
Um, or he's got to start showing ambition. And at the moment, as far as the fans concerned, there's a huge beacon up there which has got written on it, unambitious. Why? Because if there had been any ambition, Rafa Benitez would be preparing for the new season. We hope you've enjoyed this episode so far. Just a quick reminder to please subscribe and review to our podcast through iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast provider you listen through. So just give us a kind of insight into what Steve Bruce is like there. And you mentioned briefly his kind of his character and what have you, but give the fans and our listeners a bit more of an insight into not just his his personality, but what you've seen over the years in terms of management style and man man management. I mean, his man management has always been excellent, the clubs he's been at. He, He has got an ability to get an arm around a player and get the best out of a player um, in lots of ways. He can be like Joe Harvey in terms of player reaction. And uh, most players that have played under him will speak very well of Steve Bruce wherever he's been throughout the country. That is one of his big gimmies. Um, And from that point of view... You can see the Newcastle United players initially so bitterly disappointed at losing uh, Rafa, thinking, well, this is great. But the fight isn't in the dressing room for, for Steve Bruce. It isn't in the boardroom with Ashley and Charnley for Steve Bruce because he knows the score there under the way that he took the job. The fight for Steve Bruce is with the hearts and minds of the Newcastle United fans, the 52,000. Newcastle fans are the greatest asset the club has got when things are going wrong and the toughest nut to crack when things aren't going right. And... Unless Steve Bruce was locked in a room with each one of Newcastle's 50,000 fans on match day, uh, individually locked in a room with them and could have an hour and a half in that room to win them over with his personality, and unless he had that situation, which of course he won't, he will find this as hard as King Canute found it when he was trying to turn the tide. There is no ifs and buts about that. The task he faces is absolutely enormous and he knows that because so many people have told him including Alan Shearer he is tarnished by the hand that was put on his shoulder which is Mike Ashley whether it was true or not he would be seen as Ashley's puppet very harsh fancy it that way it's going to be hard to change that. The task is almost impossible. Um, I always remember Steve Bruce telling me when he was at Sunderland that with hindsight he had taken the job, perhaps he, he shouldn't have, have took it because when things went wrong, he was that big, fat Geordie with the Mackham fans. Uh, and when things went right, they just went right. In other words, there was always that stick to hit him with. And I think that's true. But he let his heart rule his head in taking the Sunderland job, big club. He has not had too many big clubs to manage. Aston Villa, a big club, but not in the Premier League. Sunderland, the biggest club, took the chance, didn't work for him. 
He's, he was brought up at Manchester United and he's never had a club of that calibre. And at his age, coming up 59, his next birthday, this was too big a job to take down, to turn down. But you're taking it with your heart rather than your head. And it is a massive gamble. He's got to win the lottery. He's got to win the lottery. There's no question about that. Um, and Newcastle fans will not have the current situation. He's got to win the lottery by winning the FA Cup or the League Cup. Uh, and then it's open to uh, debate whether he will be accepted by the fans. Uh, he couldn't have come in at a worse time. 12-year rule of Ashley, fans saying enough, enough. Replacing a manager the fans absolutely adored who Newcastle let go because of the restrictions put on him at the end of a contract. He could not have come in at a worse time to try to manage this club. And that's going to be found in starting in August, the, how difficult it's going to be to manage this club consistently because I don't care who you are, you need the fans to be with you. That was something that was very quickly... Uh, realised by Joe Harvey was very quickly realised by Kevin Keegan who's the greatest individual PR I've ever known PR for himself very very clever it was realised very quickly by Bobby Robson who told me that when he took over he said I've got to get the fans on my side and I've got to get Alan Shearer on my side and he did both of those things and it was realised very quickly by Rafa You've got to win the fans. Now, has Steve Bush got any chance of winning the fans? They've made up their mind before he walked through the door. So he has got a problem. He is put in one corner with Mike Ashley and the fans are in the corner over here. Now, how do you become all buddy boys together in the middle? Very difficult. There you go. I mean, Bruce has been adamant that he is not going to be a puppet. He's not going to be a yes man. He has full, or well, he has the final say, rather, over transfers. Now, I mean, it's what to say that out in the public is it's a it's a big statement, isn't it? No, you don't think so? No, I don't. Because what else are you going to say? Uh, and I'm not. This isn't about Steve. This is about managers in general. What else? If you're asked a direct question at a press conference, are you going to have? Are you involved in the transfer dealings of this club? You're not going to say, no, I'm not. They've got nothing to do with me. They won't allow me to do anything on the transfer front because it would make you look like a puppet. And I don't think for one moment that he will not be consulted in the final say because all that means, in theory, is that they can come along and say, we're going to sign this centre-forward called Joe Linton. He is 22. He's got... We've scouted him for nine months. He looks a super player. You happy with that? You're going to say, yes, you are happy with that because you haven't got... Well, if you're not happy with that, you've got Mutu and Sorensen ready to start in against Arsenal in the first day of the season. I think you'd be happy with that. And, and, so, and also, nobody's telling a lie. Um, I'm not saying it's like this. It might be the way... Like, Steve says it might be he's pulling all the strings or how he pulled the strings over Joe Linton so quickly. I'm not 
quite certain. But all he said is that he would have the final say, which you would have. If, if Lee Charlie went to Steve Bruce and said, we're going to sign Joe Linton, is that okay? And Steve Bruce says yes, then he's had the final say on it. You speak to a lot of people and um, a few people who've worked with Bruce and one thing that comes out is uh, um, how good his character is, how yep. upbeat he keeps it in the dress room, he's a, yep. he's a jovial character. But also, a few have said he doesn't really take any prisoners, he won't back down, he stands up for himself and what he believes in. How would you see that fitting? I mean, first of all, is that what you've heard? Is that what you understand how Bruce is like? He does, he will stand up for his principles. And if it is, how does that fit in with the yeah, whole Ashley I, model? I I think that uh, it's fair comment to say all those things. Um, and he's worked with some very tough chairman, so he knows what the score is. Um, and by the way, just to talk about standing up, uh, talking about the transfer situation, I mean, uh, the transfer situation is very different these days to what it used to be. Managers have less and less input on who a club is signing uh, than used to be. I mean, now you, you get a director of football or a chief scout or pulls virtually all the strings and a manager has some say and some input, but nothing like the old days. When I look back at how Joe Harvey or Kevin Keegan would have taken to the current setup, not just at Newcastle United, but at other clubs regarding signings. I mean, Joe was the greatest, uh, had the greatest eye for a player that I've known in terms of we built three sides, the second division championship side, they, 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 first cup winning side and the FA Cup side of 74. He built those three sides and signed wonderful players. Super Mac, who had never played in the top flight, Hibbert from Leeds Reserves, Tony Green from Blackpool, Terry McDermott from Bury, who went on to win the European Cup with Liverpool, who could go on and on. And, of course, Kevin Keegan with the entertainers, who, who bought wonderful, wonderful players right from the, the start all the way up to world record FIFA Shearer. They had the ultimate say on transfers. That sort of power is no longer no longer there in modern day football. But um I I think any manager will fight his corner with Ashley as much as they can, but there's only one winner. And you can say that there was only one... If Rafa Benitez had to leave because he couldn't get the sort of influence over his team that he wished, if he had to leave with everything he's won in the game, with his credentials and with his determination and being the political animal he is, if he couldn't succeed against Mike Ashley then I don't think that either Steve Bruce or anyone else, when it comes to the crunch, is going to beat Ashley. You can't beat a guy that owns the club if he doesn't want to be beaten. Um, on to transfers then. Not very long at all till the window closes, August the 8th. We're on 25th of Ju uh, July here. This podcast will go out um, a couple of days after recording, which means there'll be even less time. Uh Linked to a few players, mm. um, Alan St. Maximum's the latest one, a nice winger. Bit of a bad boy by all accounts, his, his reputation isn't yep. exactly flying high. If Pac no. Vieira once rid because of his 
the poor's bad attitude then. I know uh, that thrilled me. Yeah. <laughs> um, 20 million price tag reportedly. But the point is, is that even him coming in, Newcastle are still probably, you'd say, argue four, maybe five. Oh, well light. Well, well light. I mean, there isn't time for Newcastle United to get in everybody they need to get in. Um, uh, And yes, the interesting thing about the winger from Nice is um, the bad boy image. Yes, uh, if, if a manager can handle him well, then you can get over the bad boy image. And uh, we had that out of uh, out of France with Hatton Ben-Arthur, who in Newcastle United had a manager, and then when they couldn't manage him off the field, and when they couldn't, if you remember, he went and, and uh, Steve Bruce had a go at managing him at all. So Steve Bruce has managed the sort of guy that this, this winger might well turn out to be. That would be a concern. But what is also a concern for me is that isn't it interesting that Newcastle United are searching for a wide man, which they do need, of course. But our recent history in the transfer market with wingers has been abysmal. We signed Murphy for £12 million. He's pulled up no trees. We signed Atsu for £6 million. He can't get a regular nailed-on place in the team. And we took a very expensive loanee, Kennedy, from Chelsea for two seasons, and his last season was an absolute disaster. So there was three efforts in recent times to get a winger to do a job for our centre-forward. And each one of those three has not worked Kennedy permanently in the other two so far. Um, so we need this winger if he comes in to be a success because we seem to have always wanted a centre forward and always wanted a winger and signed plenty of wingers, but the only trouble is none of them solved the problem. It certainly is going to be an interesting end to the window. Um, well, I, I don't know where to go from here. I think we've... We've covered most of it. I, I, we have, and if we if, if we've been at all negative, it is because of two reasons. One, because we care passionately about this club. If we didn't care, we wouldn't mind what was going on up there. But there's fifty thousand of us, and I'm including me in there because I was a supporter long before I was a reporter, and I'll be a supporter until the day I go to my grave. We care, and it's because we care, because of our passion, that we get so worked up about Newcastle, that we get so depressed about Newcastle, that we get so cynical about Newcastle. And this is a particular time where everything that's happened over long, long, many seasons seems to have come to a head. And quite frankly, enough's enough. And another season of surviving. We don't, and it's the third relegation in my gosh, we do, and is that wonderful? We'll finish fourth bottom, fifth bottom, sixth bottom. By, oh, we nearly got up to 13th. That is not good enough for Newcastle. They have got to win a domestic trophy and they've got to establish themselves. If... Newcastle United, look at a table and see Bournemouth more ambitious in terms of of signings and the way the club is going. If Watford appear to be more ambitious, if Wolves appear to be more ambitious than us, if all those three clubs have overtaken us while we've stood still, 
Are we not going to feel aggrieved? And have we not got a right to feel aggrieved? And if Newcastle United hierarchy feel they're being put on and that the fans are not understanding, what sort of planet are they on? Surely in their heart they can understand the fact that the fans want more than they're being given, want dealt a better hand. I would like to think that Mike Ashley understands that and because he understands that and is not willing to give it or not able to give it, he is willing to sell. I would like to think that. I don't think that. I would like to think that. And I would like to think if that was the case, he did the honourable thing, cut his losses, cut our losses, sold and let us start over again. The only alternative is to say, I'm here for the long haul, I'm going to stay, I should have kept Rafa, I'll make things happen and prove it consistently. But it should not be a surprise to anyone at Newcastle United that the Newcastle United fans are shouting enough's enough because it really has been beyond the pale what they've so little hope given to so many people. There you have it. There's Gibbo's take on it. Thank you very much, Gibbo, for coming in. Cheers, Mike. Um, we are going to record at Gibbo's Corner, um, the old version, um, as we've stuck to over the past couple of years. So we do want your ideas. We have a couple of ideas knocking about, um, but obviously we're going to hit seven or eight episodes over the next few months. So any ideas, please send them over to us at andrew.musgrove at reachplc.com and me and Gibbo will go through the best of them and, and, and go from there. In the meantime, stick with Chronicle Live for the latest Newcastle Night news, including that pre-season friendly um, over at Preston on Saturday. Until then, this has been Everything is Black and White Podcast. <laughs>